Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. We are going to continue talking about these uh, classifications and how it's affecting a, a lot of the area teams. We have Coach Jensen of the Sigourney Kyoto Cobras. Welcome to the program. Thank you. And we have Coach Weber of the uh, Pekin Panthers. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, We'll start with Coach Weber, uh, and uh, I'll ask each of you uh, a question. It might be a different question, and then uh, then uh, we'll move on to a new topic. But uh, uh, Coach Weber, uh, um, I know a little bit about what happened to to yours because we talked to Coach Lequa. But uh, give us your perspective on uh, uh, how the classifications has affected uh, uh, your schedule this year coming up. Yeah, uh, you know. We retained quite a few teams on our schedule, but, you know, we had some extended travel up into the Cedar Rapids area last year with North Cedar and Albernet. Um, North Cedar went north this year and Albernet moved up a class. Um, we held on to Columbus, Highland, Lisbon, and Wapolo. And then we happened to fall in that one of the two eight-team districts in Class A, uh, you know, reducing – one of our two non-district games, and then we gained uh, Van Buren, Louisa, and uh, Danville out of that. So, you know, we're, we're excited to have some new opponents that, uh, you know, maybe we haven't seen in a while. And, uh, you know, I think we match up or will match up with a lot of those in similar fashion. And, you know, I think it just gives us a little bit of uh, ammo and firepower to get back to work now that we understand who our schedule is going to be against and our kids are pretty excited about it. Well, uh, coach Jensen, uh, I, I, I'm not as familiar with uh, where you guys got slotted and if there was some changes and uh, uh, so we'll let our listeners know uh, where the classifications placed you and the district that they placed you in. Yeah. Um, I mean, our district changed a little bit, but, uh, um, like Clint said, Van Buren, uh, you know, Van Buren's in, uh, Pekin's district and, uh, you know, so they dropped out of ours and down the class, uh, I'm trying to think who else, um, well, the, the, I guess the, the, the teams we haven't faced, uh, previously in the district would be Colfax, Mingo and, and Eddieville, Blakesburg, Fremont, uh, the district retained. Obviously, Sigourney, Kyoto, Pella Christian, uh, Pleasantville, and Cardinal. So uh, we lost two, gained two more. So kind of where we thought we would be. I uh, thought there was potential for us to uh, 
maybe jump over to District 5 uh, to the east, but uh, we, we stayed in District 6, and uh, we're, we're pretty happy with it. Well, it sounds like you're both about in the same boat. Well, guys, uh, I asked uh, uh, your predecessors this question. I thought it was a good question, and I thought they gave me interesting answers to this question. We uh, not only got new teams, uh, but we've got some new coaches, maybe not in you guys' district, but I know Mid Prairie's getting a new coach, and uh, uh, there's a couple other new coaches going on. So what's tougher to prepare for, a team you've never played and have no idea about, or a team you played a lot that has a new coach? Um, well, you know, I think, I think it's probably easy to prepare for somebody maybe you don't know anything about, which I guess uh, if you, you you could say the same thing with, with a team with a new coach. Obviously, if they're a new coach, they might be doing new things. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I would say I'd probably say just the uh, – um, playing someone you haven't played before. I mean, really, in the playoffs, that's kind of what it comes down to. You just prepare for someone you haven't seen and uh, and go. You don't really have any assumptions as to what you think you're going to do because you, you haven't really faced them before. Yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd agree with Coach Jensen on that. Just, you know, as long as the coach has been there a little while, you you got an opportunity to kind of climb back on the film pool in the past and see what that team's done and you know, sometimes when a coach takes a new job, they might have different personnel, um, and you know they may be jumping over a system. So I, I would agree. I think I think it might be a little bit easier to prepare for someone you just haven't seen, um, and look at their past performances of the opponents that they played the previous year. Well, that is four for four on that question. Uh, everybody said the same thing. Uh, because uh, I guess it is kind of easy to get some information on that new team, you know, but uh, you, with a new coach, uh, you don't know what he's going to do. So <laughs> it does make it difficult to, to prepare for. Well, uh, um, did you, well, there, there's a new matchup you've got uh, there at Pekin, uh, Coach Weber, uh, that might actually be a pretty great one for you uh, in this mix. And that's the Van Buren one. Uh, um, they kind of dropped down a level. Uh, tell me about uh, uh, a matchup, um, maybe that you lost that you uh, are going to miss, and maybe uh, maybe a matchup like this Van Buren one uh, that you're intrigued about. Yeah, uh, Van Buren picking them up. And well, obviously when I was coaching with Jared at Syracuse, we got an opportunity to play them quite a bit. Uh, I think you know, I think it's a team we match up well with. We've seen them on some summer seven-on-seven seven tournaments uh, last year. And they had a pretty good core of seniors that graduated that won't be with them next fall. Uh, I think both teams will be kind of young next year uh, in terms of us and them. So, you know, I think it might come down to, you know, be kind of kind of who can uh, be a little more prepared when if that game comes around. Uh, in terms of missing a matchup, I, I don't really like to look at. What, what we lost, uh, just kind of keeping our eyes forward on you know who we have in front of us. Well, obviously, we lost Albinette last year, and they were extremely talented. So I will say I didn't miss that game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Coach Jensen, uh, same question. You know, maybe a, a matchup that you lost that uh, 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 might have been a good one or, or, or a popular one, you know, uh, and maybe one of these new matchups that intrigues you. 
Um, I, you know, I mean, I think we, we obviously lost uh, Central Decatur. That's the one earlier I was trying to think of. Uh, lost Central Decatur, which, which you know, they, they were kind of an outlier for our district being, uh, you know, so far to the west. But, uh, you know, not going to really miss the drive there. I mean, it was it was everybody, you know, two and a half hours by the time we, made, you know, got a stop in, in, in between. So, you know, kind of happy we, we dropped them off. And I know they were excited about, you know, dropping back down to Class A where, you know, there's a lot of teams around their area. They don't have to travel quite so much. But, uh, you know, lost Van Buren as well. Um, you know, Coach has done a great job down there. Um, you know, from we've, we've pretty much seen them for the last 11 years uh, since I've been here, 10 years or so. Um, but, you know, they, they've, they've continued to, to kind of progress and progress. And, and they did lose a, good, a pretty solid senior, senior class, uh, you know, this year. But picking up. You know, picking up a couple of teams we did, uh, Eddyville, you know, we've faced them in the past. Uh, I want to say we've probably had, uh, we've probably played them. I mean, we, we may maybe just had one cycle where we haven't played them because uh, they were in 1A before they got moved back up to 2A. So um, I know they've been down a little bit. They've had a few coaching changes, but uh, I think Rocket Week's always something uh, that we always look forward to. That, that was kind of a rivalry uh, back in the day. And, uh you know, so we're, we're excited to gain that one. And then don't really know much about Colfax Mingo. They've been, uh, you know, they were in class A for a while. I think the last cycle they got moved up to 1A, uh, just happened to be in a different district than us. And then, uh, you know, now they're they're sliding down to play us, which I think that'll be an exciting game just because it, it is a conference school. Uh, you know, no one else in our conference we ever really play in football. Uh, we played Lindsville in the past and, and some teams like that. But, uh, you know, most of them are – are uh, you know, a lot of schools are eight man or, or class A, and uh, you know to, to have another conference school jump in and, and be in our district would be exciting. All right. Well, we'll start with uh, uh, you, Coach Jensen, uh, on this one. Uh, tell me about a team that you see here on your schedule uh, that maybe last year had some good sophomores, good juniors uh, uh, that might be uh, able to take a step up. Something that you you're noticing there that uh, uh, team to maybe keep an eye on. Well, I mean, I've, obviously, the first one that comes to mind is Pella Christian. Uh, you know, they've they've had really talented teams in the past, and uh, you know, they they did lose a good senior group of uh, of players this year. But you know, talking to our junior high coaches, uh, you know, the last few years in junior high, you know, SK's got the victory. Um, he said this incoming senior class was the last group that uh, had beaten SK. So naturally, you know, there's there's some talented kids in that junior class, and and a lot of decent sophomores that are going to be moving up. I think they'll be, again, a, a, another contender. Um, you know, they made it to the quarterfinals like us this year, and uh, we don't see any any reason that'd be any different, uh, you know, next year. But, uh, you know, Pleasantville, they, they've, they've really come around. They had a talented team last year, uh, played us tough uh, most of the game. We kind of extended the lead at the end. But, uh, you know, again, had some good seniors. But I think that's, that's the reality of uh, – you know, high school sports, you know, you, you always wonder how you're going to replace those seniors you lose, but, uh, they had talented, uh, talented younger guys as well. So, you know, and, and it, honestly, I think us, uh, you know, SK, PC and Pleasantville are probably, um, you know, probably going to be penciled in three of the, you know, the top three in the district. So, you know, we're excited to see those guys. And then Cardinal was kind of in a rebuild from the team they had two years ago. And, uh, like I said, uh, Eddieville's kind of, coming back and 
you know, got a new coach trying to get a new thing going, and then then Colfax uh, Mingo. Yeah, if their football team has uses some of them, the talent that the basketball team have, uh, uh, they might be pretty formidable, actually. Uh, but uh, uh, Coach Weber, uh, I asked the same question to Coach Lequa, and he said it was your team that was uh, uh, a team that not only uh, does he see on the rise, uh, but he also sees as a just a, a, a historical opponent of Columbus Junction. So I'll ask you the same question. Uh, you know, on your schedule, are there any teams out there do you think that uh, could take a step forward or maybe have some young talent uh, uh, that, that might uh, mature this year and uh, uh, make their team better? Yeah, you know, respect to everybody in our district first off, but the two that really – come to mind. I'll start with Columbus Junction since you mentioned them, but you know, they, we, we did play them very competitively last year through three quarters. Uh, we were fortunate enough to have the lead at halftime. As they return, they lose Tristan Miller, who was one of two of their, you know, biggest speeders, speedsters, but you know, Caden Amagon's back and he's a, I think he's like a top five sprinter in his respective track class and, and, if you look at the stats last year, his they were just you know incredible. So um, fortunately, they they lose one of their fast guys, but you know Amagon. I'm sure they'll have a couple other guys that will step in there to fill some shoes. They are definitely a team that uh, has just crept up the right way. You know, I coached against them, Coach Jensen, for a lot of years as well when they were down. Uh, I can't say enough about what Lequa and Payne have done over there. Just They've really developed some linemen and got a strength program going on. And, you know, it, it took Grundy Center to take him down last year, who was the eventual class champ. Um, and then the other one's Lisbon. You know, Lisbon is a, a team that's a very, you know, they're just, they're Lisbon. And every year they probably, you know, try to live a little bit on that reloading mantra because they have quite a track program up there, got a, a really good wrestling program. They do change head coaches, but it's just their defensive coordinator who got promoted. So I don't expect a ton of change schematically. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a little bit, but they just have they have a solid JV team last year, and they've just got too many guys that are all in up there. So, you know, Lisbon and Columbus Junction are two teams that we do feel like we can compete with, but they're definitely going to be the, the two teams uh, that, that I think are going to, take the absolute best games to, uh, you know, be in a position to try and win those. All right. Well, I'll stay with you, Coach Weber, and I'm going to ask both of you the same question. Uh, um, I don't I, I don't think you're allowed to practice until, I don't know, August 1st or whatever date that is, uh, but you do have some conditioning and training things, and uh, maybe you're allowed a camp or two, or maybe you're farming some kids out to some of this seven-man football that's going on, but uh, uh, what is the off-season – for the Pekin Panthers, uh, and what are the parameters the state gives you on on when you can start practicing with the team? Yeah, uh, I'm sure Coach Jensen's about to repeat everything I say. <laughs> There's a lot, of parallel, a lot of parallels between you know what we do, but um, I believe the first practice in August is is it, it's um, I think it's Monday the seventh, if I'm correct. And then you know the week before that we. I'm kind of going backwards here, but we we try to go up to uh, Camp Dodge earlier in the week. I, I've kind of taken a, a form of I give our kids the last Thursday and Friday off 
before official practice starts. So, you know, we'll probably try to get away from where we're at down here for two, two to three days, um, moving up in the, the metro at, at the military base with, you know, one of the recruiters. And then a little bit earlier than that, before the dead week, we're looking at probably Simpson camp, which is um, over in Indianola, obviously. You know, that's a, a short two-day camp where it's full contact, but it's kind of that time to get your guys um familiar with you know your base plays and take some chances on some guys and positions or even take some chances on you know some scheme change and then uh you know prior to all that june and july is full of uh workouts on monday wednesday thursday that include a little bit of speed work weight work and then um, some on the field fundamentals so you know that's kind of where what our off season looks like uh, we're excited because we're our kids are already talking about it well, same question to you, Coach Jensen. Well, if you just put all that in reverse, uh, that's that's what we do. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of start at the beginning and, and work <clears throat> work to the start of the season. You know, like Clint said, June first is the first day uh, we're able to work with our like summer athletes uh, or fall athletes in the summer. Excuse me. Um, so we'll we'll start. We'll go we'll go Monday, uh, Wednesday, and Thursday as well. We used to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but. Uh, I think we were we were both at a clinic where uh, a coach was kind of talking about doing Thursdays instead of Fridays and, and just you know giving them that them that extra day and, and I think uh, you know I'm guessing a lot of coaches thought the same way but uh, we switched ours to uh, Monday Wednesday Thursday giving that extra Friday off uh, but you know come in speed and agility in the in, in the gym um, you know uh, some conditioning out on the track or out on the field you know hit the weight room get out uh get out and, and you know just just start installing stuff uh you know working uh working the guys out on the field you know put putting guys in different positions just to, to get some reps and uh you know so we'll do that june and july uh, again we'll go to simpson camp as well you know it's a great two-day camp to get away you know kind of everything you've kind of installed in the summer that's kind of what you're working for so when you get there you're prepared to go up against uh you know really anybody uh you know we've we've uh met uh met and played against west sioux one year we went and played norwalk uh you know a lot of times they match us up with schools our size but uh you know i think they, they they've got enough respect in us that they've kind of kind of popped us up to some of the some of the bigger teams and stuff so you know it's good experience there two-day camp you know the kids kids go we stay in the dorms uh great team bonding um, and then just uh, two days of football, and uh, after that, that'll be right before dead week. You know, we'll take the take the week off. Uh, you know, come back, and then the, before we start the first day of practice, we'll also go to Camp Dodges as well and, and spend three days up there. And uh, you know, again, that's a great one. A lot of team activities. Uh, you know, team bonding. You know, our, our uh, some practice times for our camp. I mean, we used to do just our SK camp here. Uh, kind of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday prior to the start of practice. Uh, but we, we, you know, years back, Clint, Clint kind of brought the idea up of uh, getting those guys out and getting to uh, getting to Camp Dodge. And, you know, the first year we did it, that I think everybody was unsure. You know, everybody was not really sure why we're going, what we're doing. Uh, but I think we saw the benefit of it. And, uh, you know, the kids love, love and, and they're honestly excited when we get to go up there now. So um, once that's done, got the weekend off and then we start uh start full practice 
Okay, uh, let me stick with you uh, uh, here, Coach Jensen, and let me ask you about uh, non-conference games. And it kind of walked me through the process. Uh, I believe Coach uh, Weber only gets one, and it is, his has to be week one. But yours, uh, you, you I believe, have two. And uh, um, when they throw you, they switch around the, the teams and everything, um, uh, uh, how, do you, how do you marry off with another team? And then how do you submit that? Uh, uh, and then you find out what it is and then find out when the schedule is. When, when, how long does this whole process take? Oh, man. Well, uh, you know, I, think, I think as soon as Christmas gets over, we're all kind of just waiting for the state to put out uh, the information on who's in what class. Uh, typically, typically that's done in, in early or mid-February. Uh, you know, this year it didn't come out till till mid-March. Uh, you know, but we so we, we know what class we're in, and then uh, um, then the districts obviously come out, and then from there, which is that's where we're at right now. We know who's in our district. Uh, so our district class class one A, we've got uh, sixteen in each district. So you only play five district games. Uh, so we'll actually have three non district games uh, to be playing, and and uh, you know, so right now we're just trying to compile a list of, of teams that uh, you know maybe we. We want to play. Uh, we want to reach out to and, and see if they're willing to play us as well. Which um, you know, I think everybody's in the same boat. There's a lot of teams you're already tied to um, that that you just know every year. Hey, we're going to put each other down. Uh, but then it's the others. So we, we we make a list of seven teams for uh, three non-district games. And, and realistically, if you, if you can match, you know, if if, uh, if we SK and another team have each other both written down as one. Uh, most likely you're going to get that game. Uh, same thing with your, your your second seed, which Mid Prairie, we've got Mid Prairie down as a two. They've got us down as a two. Uh, typically, we're going to get that game. You know, after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. Um, they, they say if you've got the top two matched, most likely you're going to get them, and then the state might decide your third. Um, so, you know, it's just trying to find those teams that are willing to play and, and kind of put the piece, pieces of the puzzle together. Uh, you know, we haven't... <clears throat> Haven't got too too far on our list yet. Uh, obviously, we've got Mid Prairie, uh, West Liberty had contacted us. Uh, we did play them in a JV game last year, and I think they kind of saw what they they, they liked and uh, reached out to us for a non district uh, game as well. But you know, they had closer teams around them, um, so we kind of dropped a, as a four on their list. So we're going to put them down as a four as well, which definitely isn't guaranteed. So uh, we're still looking for a one and a three, and. Uh, you know, I guess really a five, six, and seven. Talked to a few teams that are interested, just not sure where we fall on their list. So, uh, you know, I think uh, I want to say March 31st, we have to have that list in, and then I think about two weeks after that, we'll probably know who our non-district uh, non-district games are, and then our actual schedule for the two years. Well, Coach Weber, I can say your your uh, uh, hands are a little tied, you know. Uh, I, I've always wanted to see a peak in Fairfield, uh, peak in Van Buren, peak in Sigourney matchup, you know, uh, and I've been uh, waiting 56 years and I've never seen it. Uh, um, how do you, what, what do you decide, you know, uh, who I'm going to play uh, when you only got one shot at it and eight, that's a lot in the uh, uh, teams to beat out in the conference. Uh, but uh, uh, where are you at on this uh, uh Scheduling this game here. It's a non-conference game. Yeah, I was actually talking to Jared the other day, and uh, you know, he's 
it, it it is what it is. We're kind of you know. For I wish fortunately we had two down district games, but I'm not dwelling on it. It is what it is. Sometimes having that extra non district game is good to get your kids, uh, you know, try to get them oiled like a well working machine a little bit. And we'll have to enter district play by week two. It's that's fine. And uh, so yeah, we are down to selecting just one non district opponent. Uh, before I got down here, I thought I knew, you know, what what schools had for rivalry purposes. But uh, once I got down here, I really learned the uh, significance between Cardinal and Pekin. And, you know, I, I, that, that's kind of a conversation that never send, tends to die over the course of the year. Uh, you know, they contacted us about being our one. Uh, you know, it's before we re- learned that we were going to be in a uh, – 18 district I was kind of you know excited about looking outside the box for you know someone new versus the last one that I didn't really get a in any input on but you know we're gonna we're, I think we we're putting Cardinal down as number one as well so it's, I believe in class or I think in any class if you're agreed in terms of uh, priority numbers um, and we only have one game which is you're right the first game on our schedule it's it's likely to be cardinal uh, for rivalry purposes. So, yeah, you know, maybe in the future we'll get back to more than one non-district game, but for the next two, that's what that's what it's looking like. Well, I'm just going to ask – you can answer first, Coach Weber, and then, then just Coach Jensen is just looking for kind of a short answer to this question. But uh, uh, if you're, you're scheduling the first game of the season, a non-conference game um, – I'm assuming you're not wanting to play the Chicago Bears uh, game one. You know, you're wanting to get a team that uh, you can be competitive with. But but uh, uh, just real quickly, uh, Coach Weber, what idealistically, if you were just looking for a, a team to play, uh, uh, what are you looking for in that first matchup? Well, first off, I'd rather play the Bears than the Chiefs. I will say that. <laughs> well, I get you. Uh, no, respect to the Chicago Bears as well. I had to throw it out there. Uh, you know, obviously you're looking for a team that you can can match up competitively. You know, I don't, I don't know that uh, unless you know unless you're a program that's consistently uh, at the top tier of your respective class that you're really seeking out an opponent that you know you hope to uh, you know get beat by. But you know, I'm not also not on the vision of I'm looking for someone who's a cupcake. I want a team that, you know, you, you can match up with, you know, competitively. Or, in fact, I like to be kind of the underdog in one of those matchups, just not a severe underdog. And, and, you know, someone that you think maybe their offensive scheme or their defensive scheme will give you a good look for some of the things that you're going to face later down in the season. You know, if you're going to face a ton of run-heavy teams, I don't know if I would be looking to schedule a team that goes four and five wide throwing the ball every play. Um, well, you're, you're, you know, but there, there's some other factors that go into that. Like I said, I, both communities, I've really learned how how intense and how uh, prideful the rivalry is between Beacon and Cardinal, and, and everybody really does want that. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really all for trying to build the, uh, the community up on both ends and trying to make it an exciting preseason as we go into that first season. Well, so. Coach Jensen, that was a pretty good answer. You're going to have to go some to keep up with that one. Yeah, well, you know, I think I think we both agree. Uh, 
you know, I think that the fact that we actually get a scrimmage another opponent rather than just, you know, the old school way was split your team up and do a soap game in our squad, uh, which I don't know how much you really got. But uh, now that we can, now that you can uh, schedule an actual scrimmage against another opponent uh, prior to week one, I think, I think that gives you a little more flexibility to, you know, go out and schedule some of those teams that, that, you know, Hey, you know, this is going to be a dog fight. Uh, obviously uh, I don't think everybody's in a different situation. You don't want to necessarily find like Clint said, uh, you know, just a cupcake that you're going to route. Um, everybody wants to start one and oh, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things you want to earn it. Um, you want to start the start season off on the right foot, but, uh, you want to go against a team that, that, that's going to bring it as well, you know, just be competitive you know, have the numbers, you know, and we kind of look at it like we, we, we got to try to find teams that have, you know, JV numbers as well. Um, we've kind of struggled in the past with some teams. Oh, Hey, we don't have enough numbers to play JV. And then our JV kids are kind of just in limbo and they might not play for two weeks and whatnot. So, um, you know, just going out and finding somebody that, that, that a quality program that, uh, you know, maybe like, like you said, is, is just on your level, competitive game. Um, you know, but I think we saw last year just with without that, without our scrimmage, we came into week one and we just weren't quite ready. And Durant, Durant exploited that, uh, you know, with us. And then, you know, we go to Mid Prairie, they exploited it. Uh, we just weren't quite ready that early. We didn't have a scrimmage because of the of the weather, and I think that really put us back. Uh, you know, so we're, you know, we're talking to a lot of the teams. We're we're looking at a lot of two A teams. Uh, Hopefully they have numbers and, uh, you know, we can, we can get scheduled, but, you know, of those three games, I think, you know, and looking at our district and I don't know what everybody has and whatnot, but, uh, you know, find them, find the three quality opponents, you know, really see what you're made of. We saw last year that, you know, we can start, we can start 0-2, um, and and in all reality, you can start 0-3. Those games don't really matter. I mean, once you get in your district, those are the games that really matter that get you to the playoffs that get you the seating um you know we went two and one or one and two in our non-district schedule last year um and i think it was one of the best things that happened to us i think it, it, it awoke us all um you know everybody had to look at themselves in the mirror and say what do we got to change what do we got to do and uh it was a great learning experience for our kids and our coaching staff and uh you know so we're just looking at, at finding some competitive groups those first three games and uh going to district play locked and locked and loaded well, Coach Jensen, I just got one more question. Uh, your protege here uh, has taken over the reins at the Pekin Panthers. Uh, give me a little evaluation as far as you see how's 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 he doing? Is he making you proud or what? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think that first year, any any time you jump into your first season as a head coach, I think um, you know it's a whole new change. And you know, I think he he learned a lot about himself, about his coaches, about his kids that first year. Um, you know, came back last year and, and, you know, what tripled, tripled the, the, the win in the win column. You had, had three wins, I believe this year. Um, I think he saw, I mean, and honestly, he, he deserves as much credit for what, what we have going on at SK as, as I do. I mean, I feel like my first year in, he was still in college. He was coming down. He was assistant coaching. Um, you know, once he graduated, got a job in town, started working with the school, and, and really, we built what we had together, um, you know, and he got an opportunity to be a head coach. And, and uh, you know, so I'm proud of him. I mean, we built what we built here. I learned a lot from him. I'm sure he learned a lot from me. 
um, you know, we're still able to bounce ideas off each other and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's just good to have another eye, you know, another coach that, that is kind of going through the same things as you and, and, um, things like that, where you can talk to him, communicate and, and, uh, try to figure it out. But I'm proud of what he's doing. And, uh, you know, I'm rooting for him. Well, coach Weber, uh, one real quick question. Uh, first time I talked to you, you said that, uh, you were going to bring some kind of strength training uh, to the Peak and Panthers, kind of something that you were kind of modeling after what you guys did with Sigurd and Kyoto. Uh, that seemed to be paying off dividends. Uh, uh, talk a little bit about that and maybe something else that you brought from Sigurd and Kyoto uh, over to Peak and to, to make my local school uh, uh, successful and, and uh, 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 a huge jump last year, and everybody was excited about it. Yeah, uh, first, to just go back on Jared's answer is just, I learned, yeah, I mean, I learned a ton from him. Like you said, learn from each other. Um, you know, we're talking about non-district opponents earlier. I think last year might might well have been, uh, you know, Coach Jensen's most impressive year at SK. And it, it starts with what he said when when he started out 0-2. You know, a lot of, a lot of the, the steam about how the year's going to go starts, starts deflating. And, you know, he didn't panic and he knows how to – motivate kids as well as anyone and you know look what they did they go on a seven or eight game terror and, and make it clear to the quarterfinals or and uh you know no one i you know i told some of his seniors that grabbed or you know that finished up at van meter there last year no one out there expected them to make it that far after the zero and two start everybody wants to win now and every season looks different you know the year in 2020 that you know we went to the dome and the semifinals I think the year before, a lot of the public was saying, well, the year before that was the year we were supposed to be really good. So you just never know how a year is going to go and, you know, who you're going to face and how some things spiral or, or maybe you're facing injuries and it doesn't go as well as you think. But, um, you know, I just can't say enough for what he did for me. Um, and, you know, so much about small town football is, you know, scheme is great, X's and O's, but it's a competitive culture and the no excuses to never quit and the grind out wins. You know, if you, if you can get kids to believe in, in those qualities of, you know, just outworking people and, and being tougher um, and, and just never quitting, you know, that's where winning comes from. I think more at the lower level than sometimes the higher level. And, and he's done, he's done that. He's put, he's proved himself. He's been there long enough now that, you know, um, you wear an SK shirt out of town and people know it. And then, and they're still saying, yeah, you know, you guys are really good at football and, you know, a lot of credit, a lot of credit goes to coach Jensen on that. Um, but yeah, in terms of strength training, you know, uh, it's actually just talking to coach Jensen at pizza ranch last night. We, we have a, we have another delivery uh, that the community's really got behind for next week. And we're about to wrap up. I think a lot of the renovation on a, you know, basically a new weight room and, you know, I, Right at right at right away when we got here, I, I didn't necessarily care about what we had. I was trying to get kids to understand, you know, you got to learn how to work first, and if you can work really hard, you know, then sometimes you can earn the nice things. And you know, they've really done that. I think when we started, we had maybe 40, 40 to fifty kids plan on signing up for my class, and now we're at ninety four. And you know, I think I think it's a place that kids love to be at during the day. Uh, we definitely have a mix. It's not so much team lifting; it's boy girl people of all, you know, activities or even ones that aren't in activities are in there. So it, it's a nice change of uh, the daily teaching job of, you know, being involved in a physical atmosphere where kids get to come in and 
work hard and, you know, get away from the classroom. So we're excited where we're going, and uh, I think each year is hopefully a building block to something great being built. Well, we have been talking to Coach, uh, the coaches of the Pekin Panthers and the uh, Sigourney Kyoto Cobras uh, as they get you ready for, you know, get you that information out that uh, uh, who, where they're going to be playing, what's going to be different. I think this uh, 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 our fans are going to be uh, excited about this. And uh, I know the people that live in that triangle between Sigourney Kyoto and Packwood, uh, and I'll include Richland in that little area, uh, uh, are football crazy. You guys, uh, uh, you better have good teams because uh, 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 everybody in these cornfields around here is football nuts about these teams, aren't they? Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just uh, that, that's the culture here in Southeast Iowa. You know, football, football, football. Football, it's it's football in the spring. We got to have fo- football spilling over into spring sports, but. Uh, uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff. I'm going to do a few more of these, you know, to kind of, uh, because I know everybody out there, there's a lot of news here. Uh, there's a lot of news here. You know what I mean? What we covered today was a, a, a lot. And, the, and, and our goal is to get the average fan uh, uh, excited about the season and up to date on the changes, because I think they just changed the stuff just to confuse me. Uh. <laughs> well, hey, at least you don't have to, at least you don't have to be confused every year. Well, from the time I was kindergarten to the time I graduated, we played in the Southeast Seven, and it was Keokuk, Washington, Mount Pleasant, Ottumwa, Oskaloosa, and that was what it was. We did every year from the time I started to the time it ended, and I, I, I kind of wish they'd go back to doing that. But uh, uh, I think the problem is conference football. There's so many, so many schools that are that are uh, maybe kind of at a different level in the conferences now that that'd be tough to do. Well, it'd be tough, but uh, make it easier on this old man. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for, for being on with me. Thanks, Coach Jensen. All right. Thanks, Go Cobras. And thank you, Coach Weber. Thank you. Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. For all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs.